Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette. And I'm Ellen. And today we're talking about trictillomania, which is hair pulling. It's an example of body-focused repetitive behaviours, which is also something that describes dermatillomania, which I suffer from. We're talking to Luisa, who runs a kind of technology thing called Nudge. It's a bracelet that is specifically designed to help tackle body-focused repetitive behaviours. And Jess, who has lived experience of trictillomania. So welcome to Mentally Yours. Um, because there's multiple of us today, shall we start just by doing a little bit of an intro, Luis and Jess, and just so everyone listening knows whose voice belongs to who? Yes, sure. Um, I can start. I'm Luisa. I have a weird German, half Scottish accent, so I'll, you'll probably know who I am when I'm talking. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Jess. Um, I'm from London. Perfect. And we're talking to you guys today about trichotillomania which I always stumble over, even though I've written it and said it so many times. Um, so we'll start with Jess, because you have lived experience of trichotillomania. Can you tell us a bit about what that means for you and kind of how your journey with trichotillomania, I told you guys, um, how it started? Yeah, so my experience with the condition started when I was very young. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but probably around seven or eight years old. I started to pull out my own eyelashes and this wasn't something that I really had control over and it wasn't something that I could stop doing. It was very much a compulsive behaviour and this is something which lasted for all of my childhood and into my teenage years and then as I got older I also began pulling out my eyebrows as well um, and then gradually that kind of spread to hair and other parts of my body. Um, I'm now 26 so this has been going on for a very long time now. When you were, when it started were your family kind of aware of what was going on? Were you keeping things secret? 
yeah so my family noticed that I was um, having like large chunks of hair missing from my eyelashes and from my eyebrows but yeah all they'd really say to me is I'll stop doing that uh, or like you need to tie your hands together or wear gloves they weren't particularly sympathetic yeah it's difficult is it I feel like a lot of people listening their family will have had really similar reactions which is like oh you're just you know biting your nails like gross habit or stuff like that and it's difficult to explain to people like I'm not doing this deliberately it's not as simple as just stopping did you notice that you had any kind of like triggers for when your trick became worse or was it just kind of a constant thing happening um, so I think whenever I was stressed or anxious, that definitely made it worse. Um, so I think at university, it got very bad when I was stressing about like deadlines and work. And even now, when I've had like a very stressful day, um, I will often wake myself up in the night by pulling hair. Um, I think that's because all of like the stress and the tension from the day kind of manifests itself at nighttime. It's like subconscious behavior. It's really frustrating, isn't it? When you're, you know, doing really well at not doing the behavior and then you're asleep and it's happening as well. Because I have the same with dermatillomania, which is skin picking. And I will do the exact same thing where it's like, oh, I've smashed it. I've not picked it all. And I'll wake up and I'll be like, I've scratched myself to shit <laughs> over the night. Yeah, exactly. It's so frustrating when you wake up in the morning and you pretty much reverse like three months worth of progress whilst you've been asleep and there's nothing you can do about it. So how's it been during the pandemic? I think in the pandemic, it's been less stressful in terms of not having so many social situations um, where I feel like everyone's kind of staring at me and not having to cope with that side of the anxiety around it. But obviously now we're going back into those social situations, so I'm having to kind of deal with that again. But it was also hard. Spending more time by yourself means there's more time for you to kind of engage in the pulling behaviours without people watching you and judging you for it. Mm-hmm. I definitely noticed that as well because I remember in the midst of like lockdown I actually wrote a piece about um dermatillomania which again is kind of the skin picking side of um body focused repetitive behaviors um and then so many people said that it became a lot worse in lockdown just because there was more opportunity to do it because usually when we were in the office and you know out and about you're less able to be like absent-mindedly picking so it's really interesting where it, it was kind of this double-edged sort of yes it's getting worse but also you're right like there was less of the anxiety if people can see the results of it yeah but I mean for people who have boredom as a trigger or like stress or anxiety as a trigger that was certainly plenty of that around over the past couple of years how has it impacted your life one of the major areas in which has impacted my life has probably been relationships because I'm very very conscious of not letting people like stare at my face too much or like look too closely at me I feel very awkward um when I'm in like more intimate social situations um so I think that's made it very hard to build relationships because I'm just always very on edge and worrying about what people are thinking about my appearance um and not wanting people to see me without makeup what kind of support have you received for it or have you kind of pursued professional treatment no I've never had any um professional um support or treatment for it I think there's just very little, there's very few resources out there. Which kind of leads very neatly to Louisa um, with Nudge, which is kind of, I'll let you explain it better than I do, but a kind of band that vibrates and kind of trains you not to do these behaviours. Louisa, can you talk to us a bit about what inspired you to create this company? 
So I've been working in the healthcare industry for a long time, and I think it's really interesting to um, explore opportunities how technology can help improving your health at home. So you know, going to a therapist is often or finding the right therapist is really tricky. Um, seeing finding help out there is is challenging, and I think it's I sort of like the home or find the home care aspects or treatment options really interesting now that are arising with a lot more opportunities in the tech um, sphere. So you know, having like your little gadgets or your f- smartphone or um, apps that can help you with um, managing your own behaviors. So I'm really interested in in sort of the health health tech aspect of of it, and um, also just exploring the mental health area as well. Because I know that there's, it, you know, it's not um, it's it's an area in the healthcare um, sector that's not very, you know, there's still a lot of taboos attached to it. We we sort of at the start of the pandemic, we were we we had this idea about having a wristband that could help um, developing a wristband that could help you with behavior change or um, help you with um, st- stopping to touch your face. And then we sort of looked at the potential areas of application and then um, started doing our research and what when this sort of when this wristband could help and then kind of also became more I learned so much about um, trick and derm and uh, BFRBs that I didn't know before and it was only through the sort of the research and I also became much more aware of my own history and um, I've been skin picking all my life and my mom and my sister they you know they do it too and it really annoys me with them and I just I, I had no idea it was never you know I'd never put a name to it but sort of accepting or finding out more um, about BFRBs and sort of uh, being able to frame it for myself was really helpful. So then I also started developing a personal interest in the in the product and finding a solution that um, I then found out affects so many people. I had no idea that it was it was it was a thing and that it was so big. What was it like to realize that? Like, I imagine it must be such a kind of relief to go like, oh, I'm not the only person doing this. I think it was it was it was really helpful for me personally because it's kind of a behavior that's annoying that my partner would often point point out and is like oh, stop picking and then so now we just uh, basically when I start picking he just says nudge you know I don't always wear the nudge but it's like nudge <laughs> um for me it was a relief I sort of felt you know many people sometimes say you know when you've got a diagnosis or when you have a name for something a problem then that's the first really important step of understanding what's going on and tackling what's going on so I think for me it was it was sort of a relief of was it was helpful to understand and learn more about it and find out ways how yeah so it was very helpful for me personally. You mentioned that you found out a lot about trick and dermatillomania um, during your research stages could you share some of the things that you learned with us? First of all I was really surprised by the numbers so it's about you know there are estimates um, about that about five percent of um, uh, the population suffer from BFRBs so that's a huge number And that it comes in, you know, many different uh, shapes and forms. You know, some people, um, you know, do hair pulling, other skin picking or so. So it comes in many shapes and sizes. (laughs) And um, I was just also really surprised by the severity that, you know, it's, it's some people, some 
suffer really badly from their behavior and you know it has extreme forms and there's so much taboo attached to it and many therapists and health professionals don't understand the the um the issue have never heard about it and then you know there's such a there's so much shame shame attached to bfrbs and it's often such a barrier to seek help and then to seek out help and then find that the therapists know nothing about your issue and um and that's that's really something that needs to change so i think the awareness aspect of creating a community sharing information and creating more awareness i think is 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 is, is something that i learned doing our research that that's something that we need to we need to do Jess, have you been able to talk to other people with trick or dermatillomania and have you found that helpful? It was only very recently in the past couple of years that um, I realised that trick was actually um, a diagnosable condition. Kind of before that, I just thought it was just something that affected me and didn't affect anybody else. But ever since I kind of realised that I'm not the only person who struggles with this, then I've been able to find a bit of a community of people on Instagram um, and on other social media platforms who also suffer from the same problems, the same challenges and going through the same struggles that I'm going through. Um, so that's been amazing to kind of have that community and those people to, to reach out to who really, really understand. How did you find out about um, Trick being you know, a thing? I think it was probably, I don't remember exactly how I found out. It was probably just through me Googling, um, like late nights, stressing out, Googling, like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I stop pulling out my eyebrows and eyelashes? But it's so important. Like, I think what Louise was saying about awareness raising is like, that's the exact thing because you can be struggling with something for years and not even know the name of it. You know, that that's just a sign of how much we do need to raise more awareness of this kind of thing. Jess, you mentioned earlier um, about maybe some of the things that, that weren't helpful for people to do, but how can friends and family be supportive when you have this? Not always pointing out to them. I like, don't comment on their appearance. So if you notice that they've pulling their hair a lot, like don't, don't bring it up because they 100% know. Um, they don't need you to tell them. Um, and by, by bringing it up, then you're just going to be making them feel more self-conscious and more embarrassed about it being gentle with them so if you notice that they're pulling in front of you then you could maybe just like be like oh like don't do that but not in a kind of aggressive or accusatory way that can make them feel guilty just in a kind of supportive way so they know that you're just trying to trying to help them rather than get angry with them it's the judgment thing as well isn't it like there's such a big difference between saying like gently like stop it you know saying oh that's gross or like that's irritating yeah, so what, what my parents would sometimes say to me was like, oh, you're ruining your parents or like you'd look so much better if only you stopped doing that or like you're destroying your face um, and things like that would just make me really upset and make me more self-conscious and make me probably pull more. Exactly that. I'm assuming, not to sound like an advert, but um, obviously I'm assuming you've tried out Nudge as well. Have you found it helpful? Yeah, I mean, it's it was so refreshing to finally find a piece of technology that was actually designed to help people with trichotillomania and dermatillomania because yeah prior to that there was really nothing out there that existed and just to have a piece of technology which is yeah it's not judging you um it's not 
criticizing you it's just like reminding you and supporting you. And that it takes the pressure out of the relationships because you you know it's just saying you don't want your partner criticizing you or pointing out that you're pulling your hair it's having a neutral device telling you that um it takes a lot of stress out of family relationships um big a, a big bonus can you explain briefly how it actually works because i'm not sure i'm actually clear what it does how it works yeah, so Nudge is a smart wristband that has a piece of technology inside it. And when you are raising your hand to your face, it vibrates. And then you kind of have that little vibration that makes you aware that you're about to touch your face. Oh, right. So, it, so it's basically like a, a tiny kind of intervention. Yeah, it looks like a little Fitbit and it gives you that immediate feedback. So it helps with your behavior change therapy because you become more aware of when you're actually touching your face and that sort of helps you, you know, snaps you out of unconsciously doing it. And that can help and that helps with the, um, with changing your behavior over time and learning new patterns and avoiding, you know, learning when you're actually doing it and then trying to reduce it over time. What kind of feedback have you had from people trying it out? Feedback has been really good. So similar to what Jess was saying, people are super happy that there's something, that there is a device that can help them. So, you know, people, many people have tried lots, you know, they've tried therapy, they've tried um, distraction, fidget spinners, all kinds of things, but they haven't had found that piece of technology really useful. Of course, it doesn't work for everybody. Some people sort of find they get used to the vibration really quickly but, and it also, we also have some false negatives. So, you know, also um, the vibration also sets off when you're touching your glasses or so. But we actually, most of the, most, most people don't find that annoying or they don't, they don't mind the, um, the false negatives because they can, you know, you, you, you yourself can distinguish whether you're um, picking your skin or adjusting your glasses so 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 you can so that that's actually hasn't been a problem for for people wearing that and it's quite a gentle vibration as well I feel like I need to mention that in case anyone's imagining like an earthquake every time you lift up your hand for something no, it's a very it's a very um, gentle vibration. So it's a, a soft nudge, and there are also some there are also LED lights on the wristband, so it also starts counting, and you have a, a stronger vibration every five touches. Because when we initially designed the device, we found out that some people touch their face about twenty times every hour, and so we had we had built in like a, a extra vibration. Um, after every five touches and then another long one after 20 touches so you kind of knew you had that the device counts the 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 touches to your face and then gives you alerts when you've done it five times 10 15 20 so you kind of always have these milestones and then there's this sort of competition with yourself to reduce how long can you last (laughs) before um reaching the the five five point mark so Jess, um, what would you say to anybody who's struggling with this at the moment, or they've or they've just heard this and they identify with it, but it's for the first time, what would you say to them? Yeah, like you're definitely not alone. You're not the first and only person who's like struggled with this. So many people are going through it. And probably if you talk to, I don't know, 10 friends about it, you'll probably find that at least one of them had also experienced something similar. And even though it might not feel like there's much support out there, 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 are, there is support and there are resources out there that you can access. 
Um, and there is technology like Nudge as well that you can try. And I love what you said earlier about the kind of the communities that you'd found online, because I think sometimes we can sort of hear a lot of negative stuff about online stuff and assume it's all bad for us. But if you found a kind of a good community um, around this online, that sounds really positive. Yeah, there are lots of accounts on Instagram which you can follow. So BFRB accounts or trick accounts. Um, and they'll have lots of tips and you can just look at who's commenting and following and you can message those people and ask for advice or just kind of share your experience with them. It's generally really positive um, community. Are there any charities in them um, that sort of specialise in this, do you know, and have you um, reached out to them or worked with them at all? Um, there's the TLC Foundation for BFRBs and that's an American organisation. I, th- I think they're a charity. Um, I don't think there's any UK-based charities um, specifically for BFRBs, but I could be wrong. There. That's a shame. If so, we should we should make one, as if we're not busy enough. But that's that is a shame. Again, goes back to the whole. There's just not enough awareness of this at all. Yeah, absolutely. Considering it's such a common condition that affects approximately like one in twenty people, um, there's yeah very little awareness, very little like public support plus I even think the numbers could be even bigger because I know so many people who I would say exhibit these kind of behaviors but would have no idea that it's a condition or anything that's you know got a name to it yeah that's because I think people just don't talk about it in the same way that they talk about other mental health conditions 100%. like even when I wrote about dermatillomania I got a lot of messages from people I know being like, oh my God, I do this. And I didn't realise that was a thing. So it really does make a difference. So I, I thank you for talking about it. And thank you, Louisa, for, you know, getting this more out in the open by making products for it. Of course, it's been it's been a very uh, great journey and very interesting and finding out more and being able, I'm happy that we've been able to help with building awareness and creating a community. If you've been affected by any of the issues we've discussed today, you can give the Samaritans and Ring on 116123. If you like Mentally Yours, you can also find us on Twitter. We're at MentallyYRS. We also have a lovely Facebook group, which is just called Mentally Yours. And if you really liked us, you could do us a massive favour and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated. Uh, helps us, you know, continue doing what we're doing. So please do rate and review and check back in next week for more Mentally Yours. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.